Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. I'm Bill Allen, and this is my buddy Matt Gunter, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. Matt, um, we are into the Christmas episodes. What have you got for us this week? So, a little bit of a um, warning, I guess, or a caution. Uh, good if, call. If you are a Santa fan, or um, or if your kids are Santa fans, we're going to... Uh, talk a little bit about Santa Claus and where he comes from. And so we don't want to ruin the secrets. Um, so we highly encourage you go tell the kids to go write their letters to Santa Claus while mom and dad listen and, uh, and check this out. And because this is really cool as we talk about where the, uh, the, the story of old St. Nicholas really comes from. So just a little caution there, send the kids away, but, uh, but jump in for, for a good story here. Yeah. Make sure that, uh, make sure we don't tell them about how they make all those toys and everything, right? We gotta, we gotta get all this uh, on the download. <laughs> That's right. So That's right. with that being said, you got about five seconds to get rid of the kids before we jump in. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're sending them away, Bill, what's your favorite uh, childhood Christmas story or movie? What's uh, what, what's your favorite story? Oh gosh, what is my favorite story or movie? Um, you know, I I do love the Christmas movies. That's been my that's been one of my favorite traditions um, for the longest time. Um, what are some of my favorites? You know, I, I've always liked the claymations. I've liked the Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, We've always really, recently, um, we've really, Emily and I have really gotten into the older movies, The, the White Christmas, um, um, uh, okay. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Um, those, you know, those feel-good uh, Christmas mm-hmm. movies, they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always think about um, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes, um, also a favorite. That That's one I grew up with. And then The Claymations, like you mentioned, that's, I, I just think of like everything from uh, Rudolph to the one with the misers in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and all the different, all the different Claymations. Those are just classics. Uh, su- such good movies there. I think probably one of my favorite traditions has always been the real Christmas tree. These days, uh, we make sure to go get a real Christmas tree every year. Mm. We, we've got a Christmas tree farm a couple hours away that we go to. We take the kids, we make a day out of it. We go cut down our own tree. Mm. We, we go get uh, lunch afterwards and come home and, and start decorating. And that typically happens the day after Thanksgiving. We start all that. That That's one of the most fun things about Christmas is, is that... As soon as Thanksgiving's over, and one of the reasons I enjoy watching the the Thanksgiving Day parades, all that is it ends with Santa Claus. That's and so right. Like, okay, that's exactly right. It's official. Right. We are good to go. And you know, speaking of Santa Claus, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but that's who we want to talk about today. We want to talk about the history behind the man in the big red suit, uh, Sir Saint Nicholas, or as as we know him as Santa Claus, and. You know, Saint Nick is a guy that is not really captured in the history books. So we don't have just a ton of information about him, but there's a lot of tradition of his kindness, his generosity, and who he was that led him to be associated with Christmas and create this character that we now know as Santa Claus over the years. And so we're going to talk a little bit about who he was and and what he has to do with Christmas in the first place. Yeah, so... Again, make sure the kids are away. We don't want to spoil the secrets um, as we dive into this. So, um, you know, we 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 play the game of Santa Claus around our house. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, last chance. Get rid of the kids. 
Now our kids are a little older, so they they know the they know the actual rules of the game and how it all works. Right. Our son Colton, he's eight now, but he figured it out last year. Yeah, figured that's out, right. Figured all of it out, and 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 uh, he he's just a smart kid and and <laughs> um, put things together. But a lot of people don't realize that Santa Claus uh, or Saint Nicholas was actually a real person. Um, he lived in in somewhere between. 280 and 343 AD, so long time ago. And he was born in present-day Turkey, uh, in the town of Patara. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but <laughs> it sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> but um, from the research that we found, uh, he had lost his parents at a young age. And in that, when he received his inheritance, he apparently used it to help the poor and the sick. Um, so truly... Um, I think a saint, as as most people might mm-hmm. uh, might consider saints, mm-hmm. and then later in his life he became a bishop in the town of Myra, that's also in the pre- in present day Turkey, and that's where the legend really begins. Yeah, there's it's really interesting. There's there's a lot of stories that have been passed down as traditions over time about this Saint Nicholas, about his time as a bishop, but um, there was one that as we were researching really stood out that. Just kind of talked about his generosity and love for people and and seemed to fuel this this tradition about who he is so uh, there was a man that he lived near with three daughters and he couldn't afford the dowries or the the marriage payments for any of them and so um and dowries in that day and age uh were required for the parents of daughters to give to the groom's family as part of the marriage process. And if you didn't have the dowry, if you couldn't do it, then they didn't get married. And at that time, you really didn't see women working outside of the house. And so your, your options were you either get married or you really didn't have any other options. You, you went and you were often a servant uh, after that. And uh, St. Nicholas knew about this. Um, he saw the need. And so he decided to he decided to step in and and make a difference. Yeah, I've heard this story too. Um, and I think one of the claymation cartoons that we just talked about doesn't it have something about that? Um, I think it does. Something. I mean, of course, in more of a, a kid friendly manner. Yeah. Um, but uh, Santa sneaking into their house late at night um, and leaving money um, in the stockings hanging uh, above the fireplace where they put them to dry. I think right. is part of it. Right. Um, that's where we get that tradition from. And uh, um, so in this case, he snuck into their house on three different occasions and left a bag of money there to help pay the dowry. He was successful in, in sneaking in and out of the first two times, but tradition says that on the third time, the father saw him and thanked him. Uh, St. Nick he didn't want any recognition from it or attention to himself. So he asked the man not to tell anyone what he had done. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy thing to think about. You know, we talk about Santa Claus coming down the chimney at night and (laughs) dropping off gifts, but it's kind of weird to think about somebody coming in to drop off money. Um, I mean, they can come to my house anytime they want to. I was going to say, I don't know. I'd be (laughs) opposed to it, but, (laughs) um, you know, there are, there are many stories of his generosity. Uh, they've been handed down through tradition, uh, even performing miracles as a bishop. Um, you know, there's no doubt that this was, this was a real guy. Um, even we even have some stories that uh, in his day and age he was a bit of a fiery guy. You know, we think of him as the, we think of Santa Claus as the uh, big dude in the in the red suit, the big jolly guy. But apparently, the original Saint Nicholas was even a fiery guy as a uh, as a bishop going and. Uh, 
taking on people for Jesus. So I ran across a movie uh, with Kirk Cameron in it. Um, Y'all might remember him from from Growing Pains back in the 80s. Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Old show. He was... um, this troublemaker kid and had troublemaker friends and and that's kind of i think he was kind of the star of the show and that's kind of what that show was based around if i remember Mm -hmm. right but he has since uh become a christian maybe he was back then i don't know but he is very much about spreading the gospel now yeah and uh, he does a lot of different movies he's done the left behind series um he's done fireproof um but he did another movie called saving christmas which i i enjoyed it's cheesy a lot of christian movies are unfortunately but uh (laughs) but it was funny it was good there's a segment in there where he talks about santa claus uh or saint nick and when his brother-in-law is asking you know what about saint nicholas how did or santa claus how did he get mixed up into christmas if it's supposed to be about jesus and the story that he tells in there actually says that uh, St. Nick was a bad dude. He, in a good way, he was such a advocate for Jesus uh, and God and the gospel that he had uh, apparently overheard somebody talking bad about Jesus. And he kind of put the bead down on him. And, huh. and, you know, at the same time, he was sitting in a bar um, having a drink, not in the greatest mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe he was looking for a fight. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, it really portrayed him as, as something completely different than what actually, what we just found out that, uh, Coca-Cola had created yeah. the image of, uh, back in the thirties. Yeah. It's, which is just crazy to think that, that, that kind of image that we all have in our heads of who Santa Claus is, has only been around, I mean, less than a hundred years. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy. I thought some of those claymations looked a little bit older than that, but I won't go down that road. So so Saint Nicholas, he he was a real guy. Um, is the point of all this? He died on December sixth, uh, three forty three, and immediately became known as a saint that is a protector of children and sailors. And you know, just kind of to your point, you you mentioned that um, he went after a guy that speaking out against Jesus. You know. 343 AD is not that long after Jesus was actually here. That's like right. 300 years later. Right. And so Christianity was still a very new thing. You know, not everybody had picked up on, on all this stuff yet. And so you could imagine there were plenty of people against Jesus. So if he, you know, picked on one, he probably had a lot of battles to fight. Um, yeah. but that being said, devotion to him spread rapidly throughout the church. He even became the patron saint of Russia and Greece. And uh, there were thousands of churches that were dedicated to him all throughout Europe. He he was a household name among the saints. Um, and granted, this was during the prominence of the Catholic Church. And so the, the churches were very much, they were dedicated to different saints. Um, you still see that some with like you know, St. Peter, St. Paul, Episcopal churches and Catholic churches and stuff like that. So that's, that's the kind of thing we're talking about dedicated to him. Um, but yeah, he, he made a name for himself for sure. Yeah, keep in mind that, you know, um, as, as Christians are, we worship God, we worship Jesus, right? It's not about the saints. The saints right. were the disciples, the apostles that, that were with Jesus at the time. Even St. Nicholas wasn't with Jesus at the time, but they had given him the uh, stature, status yeah. of a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he became a bishop of the church. So he was very much into the church. The tradition of uh, St. Nicholas and the other saints, as a matter of fact, slowed down um, significantly as a result of the Reformation in the 1500s uh, that led to Protestantism. Uh, However, 
in Holland, the tradition of St. Nicholas carried on in their society. Um, in fact, in honor of the day of his death, December 6th was considered the feast day of St. Nicholas. On the night before that, children would put out their shoes, only discover that St. Nick had left a gift for them the next morning. Um, that's an interesting way that that tradition have kinda, right. has kind of come up. Right. Um, and when the Dutch immigrants came to America, they brought the tradition of St. Nick with them, um, which included his nickname, Sinterklaas, which um, kind of sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, sounds a little bit like Santa Claus, huh? <laughs> uh, over time, the tradition of St. Nicholas permeated all throughout Christmas culture. Of course, the name Santa Claus became uh, all too familiar Santa Claus, name that we know so well today. And the feast day for St. Nicholas that was originally on December 6th eventually got grafted in to the Christmas tradition and became part of everybody's uh, understanding of Christmas that we celebrate on December 25th. And so, you know, this, this real guy that lived 17, 1800 years ago, we still celebrate him. It looks a whole lot different now than it did back then. Uh, but, but we still celebrate this guy as, as Santa Claus. Yeah. There's a lot we can take away from Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, however you want to say his name, you know, especially as we approach Christmas. Santa Claus, St. Nicholas was a very generous person, even well before he became a saint. You know, when he lost his parents, he had a heart for the poor and the sick and wanted to help them. You know, he took his inheritance and all he had and used it to help them rather than to keep it for himself. So no matter what the circumstances we face, we can always find a way to be generous and help those in need. And that's a good thing to remember, especially when it comes down to Christmas time. And, you know, that's that's something somebody else talks about, too, when he says, when you give to the least of these, you, you give, give to me. me. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, another thing that we can take away from, from old St. Nick here is, is being generous without recognition is really the best way to give. Um, thing Jesus talks about it basically don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing mm-hmm. and, yeah. and don't you know don't make a big show out of it right do do these things in in secret and private um you know and and uh, don't don't get us the wrong way we're not advocating to you know breaking into people's homes and dropping off money although uh <laughs> that might be a pleasant surprise uh, but if they catch you it might be hard to convince them though that you were leaving money yeah that, uh... <laughs> yeah where did you get that money from where's my wallet um <laughs> But, you know, too often, uh, I've seen this, and Bill, I'm sure you have too, that the giving becomes all about the giver instead of either helping people in need or instead of just being nice and giving a gift to somebody just because you want to. Yeah. Um, but really, the, the best attitude we can have, the best thing we can do is to make it all about the other person, that we give a gift because we want to give the gift. We want to meet a need. We want to help them out. And so, and St. Nick was definitely that way. Yeah, you know, the tradition of Santa Claus and Christmas is really all about giving, not receiving good gifts. And that's something that I think we all should strive for. Um, I I think I've mentioned it in, maybe it was the last episode, you know, I wanted to give a gift and and, uh, it was turned away because they couldn't give me one in return. Yeah, Um, yeah. That, you know, that's not the point of it. You give because you want to, not because of what you're going to get. Right. Um, So... Christmas, you know, we again, we talked about the commercialization of Christmas last week. It can often become about getting the nicest, newest gizmo or gadget or catching the very best deals uh, on Black Friday, which we just uh, we just went through. Back when St. Nick was brought into Christmas, it was his generosity and helping those in need that people looked to and wanted to include in the celebration of Christ's birth, not what could they get out of it. 
That's right. That's right. You know, and, and over time we've really twisted and warped this thing as we do with everything. Right. You know, we made Easter all about the Easter bunny and, um, we made Christmas all about a jolly guy in a big red suit. But, um, you know, we're going to encourage you as you're going through this Christmas season to remember that celebrating Christmas is really all about the best gift we could ever get. It all started over 2000 years ago when God showed the ultimate sign of his love and, and the, the verse that we're using uh, during the holidays, uh, as, as kind of memory verse is John three sixteen says for God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That was the ultimate gift, uh, that he gave us on that Christmas morning. And, you know, I know there's, um, all kinds of different, you know, stories about how Christmas came to be and what, you know, was it originally this pagan holiday to celebrate the solstice or whatever and all this stuff, but set all that aside and remember that the reason that we as Christians and as a community celebrate Christmas, the reason we have this is because God gave the ultimate gift. And that's what Christmas is really all about. Can I add that it's okay if you play the Santa Claus game, it's okay Mm to create a mystery about the gifts, the tree, the the things, the, the traditions that go on. Now, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christians out there that don't believe that. Um, there's a lot of Christians out there that believe we should never, under any circumstance, lie to our kids. And if that's the way you look at it, that's fine. Um, I often worried if our kids or should I say when our kids found out about Santa Claus, about mm-hmm. the, the truth about Santa Claus, I, I worried that they would wonder if we were telling them the truth about Jesus. Mm. But I think that's where we turned it into a game. You know, mm. it was, you know, the elves um, being there to watch. Um, it was a game. It was, it was not necessarily, uh, you know, and we can justify this any way we want to, but yeah. We weren't trying to lie to our kids and and we weren't trying to manipulate them in any way. For us in our house, it was a fun game that the kids figured out. And now we don't play the game anymore. But you know what? <laughs> they were disappointed to find out the truth. And they still want us to have a gift from Santa under the tree. Yeah. They they just like the magic of it. And I you know what? I will find myself just for the fun of it, just for the nostalgia of it, looking up on Christmas Eve. Mm. Because I remember doing that as a kid. And why that's an emotional thing, I don't know. But (laughs) I remember doing that as a kid, and uh, it's still fun to do, even as an adult. That's right. Thinking about all the traditions around Santa Claus. So as a as a 31 year old, uh, my parents still typically there's at least one gift under the tree from Santa as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> and and, it, and it's just a fun tradition, right? Um, and especially now, yeah, I had not dug into where Santa Claus even came from before we were doing research for this episode. And mm-hmm. so now knowing the story behind it. Now I'm excited when Rachel and I have kids to be like, no, like these are from yeah. Santa Claus. Like this is, you know, yes, mom and dad went and got them, but, but these gifts were established. And the reason that we have these traditions and the stockings that we hang on the fireplace, you know, we don't put our shoes out. Nobody wants to put <laughs> gifts in my shoes, um, but, um, but big old stockings. That's right. Yeah, you can put more in stockings. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about 
the fact that that all that tradition all started because of a real guy who was super generous and awesome um right. and it all came out of his love for jesus which is why we're here this is what it's all about and That's so right. um so i'm excited to get to share that tradition of santa claus yeah. uh, with my kids in the future yeah so uh without further ado let's jump in cue the celebration music it's time for the outside looking inside looking out the outside looking in um is as you all know my domain <laughs> and um and for those of you who don't know, that's because I didn't grow up in the church, and I'm, I've got the outside perspective. And, you know, when I first became a Christian, I, I, I thought about all of this stuff. Um, our kids were young, or at least our daughter was young. We hadn't had our son yet. And I was thinking about this, uh, you know, the difference between Santa Claus and, and uh, Jesus. And, and I did feel somewhat convicted about it at first, mm. um, but not anymore. But I created this this um, infographic, if you will, our, now our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Simplify Jesus. And this is back when I first started it. I've got uh, Santa on one column and Jesus on the other column, right? And this is the differences between them. And real quickly, I just want to run through it. And you can go look at this on our, on our Facebook page at Simplify Jesus. Santa prepares toys for us in his workshop. Um, and I'm using air quotes here, right? Jesus prepares a place for us to be with him. And that comes mm. from John 14, 13. Santa reads our letters asking for toys. Jesus hears all of our prayers. We don't have to write him a letter. Uh, Santa comes once a year. And Jesus is there for us 365 days a year. Santa says you have to be good to get presents. Jesus died for us. And he provides for all of our needs. Toys break over time. The best gift is from God, and that is salvation. It's okay. Santa is actually a saint, Saint Nick, but Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Uh, the song says, you better not pout, you better not cry. And Jesus says, cast your cares on me. Mm. Uh, Santa travels the world in a sleigh. Jesus is everywhere all the time. Santa is fun to believe in, again, with qu- in quotes. Uh, Jesus teaches, rebukes, and saves. Santa doesn't offend anyone. Now, that actually might not be true, but um, (laughs) Jesus speaks truth. And unfortunately, Jesus offends people too. Santa is based on stories, like you just heard this podcast. Uh, And Jesus is God's holy word. Uh, Santa sneaks into homes and Jesus knocks at our doors. It's up to us to answer. And Santa puts gifts under the tree but Jesus is the ultimate gift, and he was put on a tree in the cross. So you can find all those verses in that that I used. This was, this was fun, and I think actually having learned more about Jesus over the last nine years, I would probably change some of these in, mm. in the comparisons. I think there's actually better comparisons to be used here now. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's cool to think about that, right? Mm-hmm. We, we make it all about Santa this time of year. I say we as a society right we make it all about santa this time of year and it's cool to see that there are some parallels between it's it's not all in vain right it's that there there's some good stuff there um i, I really, really like that we'll make sure and, and get that up on our uh, fresh on our facebook page um for everybody to see as well and on the inside looking out perspective yeah i, I mentioned before that i hadn't really dug into this story before we uh, did the research for this episode but 
you know, hearing about and reading about his life as a bishop and his heart for kids and those in need just gives a whole new perspective on the role Santa Claus and St. Nicholas have on Christmas. And even the tradition of Santa Claus that we associate with gifts and toys and hanging up the stockings and all that stuff all started because there was a man who believed it was better to give than to receive. When he lost his parents, he had his, his inheritance. He had every right to say, oh, nope, this is mine, I need this. But no, he said, I'm gonna go help people. As a bishop, I'm gonna guess they weren't the, the uh, most well-paid, but he was known <laughs> for being generous. He was known for giving um, and in helping those in need, especially kids. And so it's just a great reminder for us today as we get closer to Christmas, to look for the needs of the people around us, to give generously, um, and and just just give to the people, even if you know we talk about meeting needs, um, but but just to give in general, just be generous, um, love on the people around you, and make sure that everybody around you knows that that they are loved, they're cared for this Christmas season. Uh, it can it can become a crazy hustle and bustle sometimes, but it's a, it's a great great time to be generous and to love on the people around you. That's right. It sure can be uh, very busy this time of year where work is concerned. We're closing out the end of the year. Right. We're, we're trying to uh, get gifts for the kids and, and, and decorate homes and, and spend time with family a little extra uh, this time of year. Uh, yeah, don't let all that uh, bring you down. This is supposed to be a uh, joyful time of year. So, um, yeah, let's... Uh, Thank God for that and um, have fun. Have fun with it and whatever your traditions are. So that's going to do it for us. And we thank you so much for listening. Um, Be sure to email us any questions or comments or concerns you might have. You can do that at info at simplifyjesus.com. Um, check out our Facebook page. You'll find that infographic there at uh, uh, facebook.com slash simplify Jesus. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our website, if you can't find any of that, is simplifyjesus.com. Y'all uh, come back next week where we'll talk more about the Christmas season. And um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to close out this year right. That's right. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in. And hope you all have a Merry Christmas.